It's a celebration! The weird oompa music is playing, the black confetti is coming down from the rafters, and we've got another episode of a Hell in a Cell Phone deep dive. This time we are going with the ramifications of what happened at Judgment Day. You want to fill us in and remind us, Bobby, what happened back then? So, Judgment Day, of course, Vince McMahon is guaranteeing we will have a new WWE champion after both Undertaker and Kane two pay-per-views ago. So, what was that one? That Was was that Breakdown? Fully Loaded? Uh... I can't remember was, what was. Yeah, no. But it was two ago. So yeah. <laughs> Judgment Day was the last one. The one before that, basically, uh, Kane Undertaker pin Austin simultaneously. There's a big question. Who's the champ? They're going to fight it out at Judgment Day with Austin as a special guest referee. Uh, big surprise. That doesn't go according to plan. Austin walks out with the title. There's still a big question of who is the WWE champ. After Austin lays them both out, counts the counts to three with both of them out on the mat. You know, Judgment Day was an awful pay-per-view, but at least it has, like, a memorable name to it. Yeah. Over the Edge, Breakdown Fully Loaded, they're just jumbled in my brain as far as which one is which. They're all Metallica albums. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was Breakdown. It was Breakdown, I, okay. Yeah, because I, I wrote a tweet the other day uh, comparing the Iowa caucus to Breakdown. <laughs> oh. Basically honestly? just saying, like, we, we're used to not having any kind of results. Wow. I would love, though, for the Democrats to settle this with a like one night tournament uh, and skip all of the primary they caucuses. We'll get literally more have enough, enough candidates to, to, to do it now. Well, to still it, do especially it. with a couple buys, you know what I mean? It's, you're going to do that, but we, well, I mean, actually I think Bloomberg is going for the big buy. We're, we're, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here though. But uh, so basically we have this big question of who's the champ going to be. Uh, but it, the important thing is that it wasn't going to be, Austin and for Austin's uh, sort of what's the is obsolescence the word I'm looking for obstinance uh, to refuse to become uh, Vince's corporate champion Vince fired him in the big public firing that Mr. McMahon will go on to be famous for doing for lots of people you're fired he, fired 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 <laughs> he is okay, fired Davis. no that's kind of isn't that well true <laughs> You mean it doesn't hurt that you have your t-shirt pulled up like Cornholio or whatever? Cornholio. Oh God! It's, it was a very good show. It anyway, was. It was very funny. And it gave us Daria. You have to give it that. No, I love Daria. I actually, I was, I was too young for Beavis and Butthead, so I kind of really missed all of Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, no, it was good. I actually didn't get to watch Daria. I was too. Oh, old I loved Daria. And when we do some of our like, and especially this time period, maybe in your next episode, you'll hear a lot about my relationship with Daria. I have a feeling. Oh, okay. You were yeah. still feeling yourself out at the time, so <laughs> you were experimenting with Daria. I was. Bit. I was. Da- I was dabbing in Daria. Dabbling in Daria. Uh, but that brings us to McMahon. Finally, he has won. He got what he wanted. Austin is no longer the champ, and he has all the power and control. And Austin now is unemployed. So this is a kind of a sequel to our last thief dive, and this is the escalation of tensions between McMahon and Austin as they come to a head on October 19th. So, uh, painting a picture, we've got um, all the uh, all the superstars are in the ring together. Um, Funaki is the only one who seems to acknowledge the camera, except for uh, Giant Silva gives us a big dumb thumbs up, which I think Giant Silva can only do big dumb things. <laughs> what is the deal with all of these wrestlers? That's my Giant Silva voice. Why am I so tall? Why are my feet so far away? <laughs> Um, and all the wrestlers are in the ring, and nobody's fighting. Like that's any- what I thought. I hate, I hate when they do shit like this. I hate when they like 
when everyone can some for some reason mm. like I, look i'm suspending a lot of disbelief okay uh, oh yes no we all are we have legitimate vampires walking around right now <laughs> in, practicing their gothic lifestyle you know like i'm suspending a lot of disbelief but at the very least keep your crazy bullshit consistent <laughs> yes it'd be very weird if all of a sudden in the avengers like thanos and captain america like had to like hold hands across America for like to to make a point or like not show even, up to not a even meeting. hold hands across America. They just have to stand in one place together and not like make a spectacle. Like themselves. they end up in the same Starbucks line. <laughs> it's right. so, it's insane to me. They would they wouldn't immediately start punching each other. You know what? It's a, it's a little bit like the moment in Toy Story where Andy leaves the room and they're all like they like he was playing with them the way that they were meant to be played with and then he leaves the room and they're like all right uh, so guys what are we doing here <laughs> like. None of the, like, we are meant to believe that in every other situation, when many of these wrestlers who definitely have, like, grudges against each other, when they even see each other in the ring, they will immediately run at each other. They are forced to run at full speed and just start pummeling the shit out of each but, other. But, but in this case, look, this is, we gotta, we have to put us out our differences for this big announcement. Although... McMahon did just fire his top earner yeah. last night. And so if we're going to put a little bit of spin on this, I guess we could say that these guys should know that nobody is safe. I wish they played. I just think it, it, they could have played it up more. Yes. They could have like literally had, I would have loved to have seen um, like Farouk opening like a, like a really nice embossed like calligraphy invitation. <laughs> please, RSU, please show up to the ring at promptly 8 p.m. Your your presence is required. Like very stern with like some language that's like failure to appear may result in like termination. Pay, exactly. Or like pay cuts or something like, and everyone's like, what the fuck? Fuck. You know what I mean? You know, um, you've, you've made some comments and a great idea about like using these IPs to, to do like a, a fictional type or like an anime series or something like that with them. But really we've had three Spider-Men in I don't know how long. Couldn't we just like redo the attitude era, but just get everything right this time. It's, I mean, that's basically what they're trying. Well, just no, failing. but just but just recast Stone Cold Steve Austin. This is our new yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin. They did it, Kevin Owens. No, Seth but Rollins. his name no. is Stone Cold oh. Steve Austin. <laughs> oh, oh, like yeah. a literal, like a literal recasting. Of like this it. gets very like Schenectady, New York, that Philip Seymour Hoffman movie. I thought where, it was like, Schenectady. Whatever. Did not see it, no matter what. Didn't see it. I, I did see it. Did not enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> sorry, fans. Uh, but it is very so, much so like a a a like portrayal of a portrayal of a portrayal till eventually it's like what's even real yeah 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 um so a couple things uh i don't know if uh the wwe network didn't have the rights to it so they supplanted it or if wwf at the time didn't have the rights but they definitely were playing the royalty-free version of happy days are here again <laughs> it was like like maybe like one key different or like in a main in a minor over a major and it was just like because i was listening i'm like what is, what is this and then i was like wait a minute i know what this is it's basically like a midi file it sounds like an ocarina on n64 yes. <laughs> uh also i like that the the color scheme was black, like Vince's heart. The the confetti going over made it look like it was like some kind of swarm, like the uh, the machines have Not gained... the bees! <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's funnier, but I was going to go with... 
with like the machines have have, uh, gained sentience and reproduced to the point where they're intelligent flying on their own and the gray goo kind of Uh, black mirror ish yeah or my chemical romance video whatever whatever (laughs) whatever did anyone get tickets no my chemical romance that was is that thing. the question? That was a thing this week. Uh, oh. They um, they're doing a tour, and but nobody got tickets. Basically, oh. nobody that we know, or nobody for and like they threw a tour and nobody showed. <laughs> that would be the most My Chemical Romance thing is to just do a tour but not sell any tickets just the ac- because they wanted to do it just for themselves. The acoustics with nobody in the, in the <laughs> halls would be amazing. By the so, way, oh sorry. So McMahon is just being uh, delightfully obstinate. Is that the word I want to use here? Um, in not understanding what Steve Austin said when he said it was hunting season. He's like, oh, I guess he's hunting for a new job. And once again, it's back to McMahon's balls. Uh-huh. <sighs> um, let's see. Well, by the way, um, this is gonna. This is just a general observation. I was like, oh, you know, they mentioned the Titan Tron. Then I was like, wait a minute, is that like Titan bikes? And Titan Sports. And Titan Sports. So they, it's actually a Jumbotron, but they call it the Titan Tron because it's, it's WWE. It's not Titan bikes, but they have their No, remember the, they were talking about the oh, Titan Oh, yeah, 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 motorcycles. the motorcycles, the motorcycles. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, um, yeah, that's like, they have like, they're essentially their production company or whatever. It's like Titan Entertainment yeah. or whatever. Right, so they call the Jumbotron the just Titan Tron. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's a thing. That's like an established, that's canon. Wow. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And on the Titan Tron, we get that goofy freeze frame of Steve Austin, which I love pausing wrestling at random spot because no one ever looks good. No, no. no. Uh, I thought I thought Vince had a really good promo until he got to the part where he said McMahon three sixteen, which to me is just <laughs> like oh the fucking yeah. laziness of it. But that, I I don't know. I mean, it's amazing, especially when there's the callback later. It's like it's. It's him at his most annoyingly smug and proud of himself and not very clever. And so it, yeah, I, I'm not sure they were thinking about it that hard. <laughs> That's what like, I agree I, with. I'm not giving them that full credit. They're like, oh, also make him sound stupid. But I do think that hating him more and being like, oh, this guy does make the segment more successful than unsuccessful. Okay. And Fl- Vince is all about flexing his power at this point. He wants to show that there is nothing that is outside of his control. Yeah, as if he can shoot someone in the middle of Fifth Avenue and get away with it. <laughs> Actually, no, that is uh, Steve Austin. <laughs> He's got an assault rifle. And by the way, what's the model of the assault rifle? <laughs> it's, three, a three, it's, a, it's a 316. Oh, doesn't, it, it doesn't actually, that, that, that assault rifle exists. It's a, it's a real thing. I looked it up. There is an assault rifle that's a 316? Yeah, it's called the Dell Echo 316. Does it look like the one he had? I think so. I mean, pretty, don't I mean, they all look the same in that they make you shit yourself? Well, I don't know what any of them look like, which is why I can't have an opinion on gun control. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the important thing is there's a big goofy picture of Austin up on the Titan Tron that then morphs into Austin outside in a truck in full camo for hiding, uh, loading multiple weapons. All right. Here's one. Here's like one small note, Vince Russo, just tiny thing that would have made this a little better for me i wish and i get i do love him in the camo but i somehow wish they could have pulled it off where like the still photo from that night then starts blinking and it turns out it's a live photo and he's really there like (laughs) i just wanted to have that one extra little get that i think really would have fucking sold the shock he's like mocking the still photo of austin he's not wearing a shirt he's wearing a plain black t-shirt you can't really see or whatever the tight shot 
and he's there and it just like cross cuts or whatever you don't realize that now it's a live shot and he like blinks or something and everybody freaks out that would have been dope that would have been dope yeah i would have that's the i was like ooh, that would have been so much better had they just done that because it was very weird like and all of a sudden here's a camera of him outside well yeah i get it like we're moving quickly and again uh when we're on suspension of disbelief the who is filming austin the entire night is the the biggest oh yeah 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 yeah, yes right it's uh it's just you know uh, the was it omniscient third person? This. Where's Austin? Where's Austin? I know probably where you sent your B unit to go film him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ask, ask where's the your AC? Crew. Yeah, <laughs> just follow the power cord. Um, is this the part where so there was a point where there were like I think two cops outside? Is this the this part? is well, we first we got to go backstage so he knows that Austin is here. Um, the the uh, the Stooges. Um, the Stooges are tell him that it's a three sixteen and he sends um, Big Boss Man to get his family to safety, which I think was a very good touch. Great touch. Like, that is how someone would react if this like. To me, like, Vince deserves a goddamn Emmy for this night. Like, it is, like, so over-the-top and deranged. But in this context and for this story, he was fucking note-perfect. No, I mean, other than one moment that we'll get to later, Vince is a very good actor this entire time. He is debasing himself without any reservation. Let's think for a second, though, about the McMahon household where Boston (laughs) shows up. And he's like, pack your shit, guys, we gotta go. What? what? What is happening? Like, Linda, listen, I can't explain. Linda, Stephanie, Shane, get your big, get your bug out bags. Tiffany, is there a <laughs> Tiffany McMahon we don't know about? <laughs> there was, but Boss Man accidentally shot her that night. <laughs> There's only Tiffany. two. I got your two children. <laughs> he's just, he's just not waiting for Vince to correct him, and he's like, okay, cool, we're good. <laughs> Uh, so that's when, um, actually, first we see China getting led away, which we'll talk about a little bit in our next episode. Um, and then you have the two most wooden cops ever going, hey, is that Stone Cold over there? That was my, I wrote, dumb guy slash porn voice. <laughs> hey, isn't that Steve Austin? <laughs> they struck me as real ass cops. I was like, that's a cop. That's a cop. If you're a cop, you have to tell me. You're a cop. We got a 316 in progress. <laughs> Is that a broken neck? That's uh, just, that's that's just loading weapons in public. But God, I don't. We do we talk about the the reveal at this point, or do we just talk about this at face value? Because at face value, this is a very very good scene. Uh, we yeah, we can revisit. I think some yeah. of the tell. I think both for this episode and our next, we're yes. gonna be like going through things and kind of. Uh, as if we are going through them with baby eyes. And yeah, yeah, going yeah. Through yeah. And, and yeah. Them you guys get to be Doctor Manhattan as well <laughs> for this journey. But yeah, while I was watching this, I was I was like, man, he has bypassed security with pleasantries. It's just like, well, hey, no, and not just my gun, not just with pleasantries, with the fact that this dude is so fucking over that, and and with blue collar America, which. I guess cops fit in there. Yeah, yeah. If it's, yeah. If it's just Stone Cold's version of blue collar America. Yes. Yeah, blue, yeah, yeah. cops are blue collar. Does Sto- does Stone Cold like cops in real life or in in in, in story in world? character in character? Yes. Yeah. But yeah. cops are authority. No. Well, in oh boy. Because uh, what if a cop told Stone Cold what to do? Look, I'm not saying this is my personal opinion, but I'm saying that there is an opinion that cops are merely an instrument, and therefore it's whoever's using them yeah. that are the real evil, and they are merely doing their job. 
yeah. following orders. I think he can... thinks if they get in his way, he will fuck them up. Yeah. But like, other than that, like he's not. You know, it's it's almost like I ain't got no truck with you. You're fine. Like any, mm-hmm. you got you all can like you know whoever wants to leave now leave and we're good. Anybody who's gonna stay, you're gonna get an ass whooping. Like Kill Bill and the Crazy Eighty Eights or whatever. Yeah, yes. <laughs> go home now, or I will just cut you up into pieces. Yeah. Uh, and I also think that it's interesting because I feel like one of my complaints about Austin, we talked about this a little bit in our last episode, is that he could be cruel. Like he could, he he not only will give stunners to Vince and the heels, but then he'll just like stun the faces just because he's there and the crowd will pop for it. And it's yeah, you know, it gets ambiguously the morals become very ambiguous. Um, so I do think this was a nice little like he's still a face at least like uh-huh. he's not just gonna just open fire on the cops as they approach his vehicle and he really he, he really does it for the fans <laughs> I mean in this scene he was really just uh, straight up Matthew McConaughey from Days and Confused <laughs> boy ain't nothing wrong with that <laughs> alright alright yeah here's a little bit of uh, here's, here's some more change for your pocket <laughs> uh, so then we go backstage where we've got like the most Bill Swirsky super fan looking uh, Richard Jewell, a film by Clint Eastwood, looking hundred <laughs> percent cop motherfucker, like Chicago rolled in a donut, stuffed in a cop uniform with that a dog. That was a real cop. Yeah, that he, was for sure. I also think cop. he had a sport pepper in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know. And he was on a uh, a poppy seed bun. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was a real deep dish. <laughs> But this guy gets told what to do by Vince, and he's uh, not going to take it. He's not going to take it. He's not going to take it anymore. He walks out. He's like, I'm not putting I didn't realize that police officers can quit. <laughs> but also, he's a police officer, not like a personal security detail. I don't, yeah, I don't so. understand any of it. He's like, well, I'm not going to protect you anymore. Goodbye, sir. I mean, he's just doing it for the pops. Legally, he does have a hunting license. <laughs> <laughs> and then the three stooges all decide that they need to go get coffee. That so is good. It's so good. ridiculous. It's, it's so great. funny. It's, it's just great. like, oh, oh, okay, you're going to go get coffee? Oh, okay, maybe I'll go get coffee with you. Oh, wait, wait, Eric, you're going to get coffee? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, well, I'll help you. Oh, we're going to help you. Do you want some sweet love? Oh, yeah. Do you want oh, some yeah, sweet love? Oh, yeah, Bobby, Bobby, you're in charge of sweet Okay, yeah, yeah, We're all going to go get the coffee. Mr. McMahon, we'll be right back. We'll just be back. Don't worry about it. No one's leaving you. But it is perfect. I think, it, I mean, and we could talk at the end of this looking back, but I just think the escalation of this feud is so, like, the heightening is actually appropriately done and, like, well and is, like, adding stakes to it. But the fact that for Vince to be this maniacal person with all the power he has, his he has to be surrounded by incompetent people. Uh-huh. Right. Like, it, 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 it wouldn't work. Is it incompetence way. or is it cowardice there? No, it's incompetence. Because okay. incompet- they, any of those guys, I believe, in character would give their life for Mr. McMahon. Like, if he was like, okay, get in front of that thing, they're like, okay, boss, and they would, like, go, <laughs> and they would, like, literally just, like, give their life. I think they're honestly just supposed to be the dumbest, like, people that he... And it's classic villain shit, you know? They got the, 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 the dumb henchmen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Eric, when there was a knock on the door, who were you expecting at this point? I think I was probably expecting Austin. I did not expect Mankind. Uh, and I was Bobby, so the look happy. of joy on Bobby's face. I should have realized that the pattern, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it's mankind, and it's the best mankind with his trash bag full of goodies to help out. Sweet tooth. Uh, he's got Sacco. Sheriff Sacco. Sheriff Sacco. Oh my God. Yes. He's going to protect him. And then just the scene of mankind and Vince, like 
spitballing ways to get out of this. And he's like, no, we'll just we'll be the four of us. It'll be me, you, and Austin. We're gonna we're gonna form a super team. And I just love the fact that they're building mankind to be this guy who just really wants like acceptance and wants yeah. friendship. It's not like this just this insanity anymore. And that tracks to the very beginning of the character. Yeah. Like that has been part of him when he was calling Sable mommy, when he was calling Paul Bear Uncle Paul or whatever. Like there was always like a weird familial thing of like wanting love and needing approval, even when he was at his most violent. That the sweeter sort of face version of him is even uh, elicits even more pathos. Yeah. yeah, and I guess that even goes when you think about the alter egos where dude love is all about the adoration of the crowd is wanting to be the pretty boy and Cactus Jack is all about I'm going to do whatever it takes to get this to yeah. get this crowd over. He, Mick Foley just wants to be loved and God damn it, Mick, we love you. And he, talk about someone who like obviously um, took up, up through Improv 301. You know what I mean? Like, Ken, <laughs> like, makes a choice, stays in character the whole time, yes ands the whole time. Like, I, I was going to say, this definitely felt like Chicago-style improv. It was like, <laughs> hello, hello, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> well, and then that was it. Like, that, they're like, let's play Twister. Sure. <laughs> hey, everybody, we're Vinny Sweet Tooth, and I'll need to be at Sorry because of one-word suggestion. <laughs> but then even the depth that they added onto the Vince character here you don't know what it's like to be a man like me. And he truly believes that he is a man alone that nobody else could ever truly understand the weight that's on his shoulders, the, the decisions that he has to make, and, and the, um, the, the gravity of his every decision. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like uh, there's a reason why the Mr. Man character is so important. And he fucking is doing a great job with it because it, it – it's complicated. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's like he's a complex character. Uh, and that's, like, a great, I think, a great shade to it that we see added with family stuff and whatever yeah. is going on. He's a huge dick, but he's he's not just a huge dick. Like, if that's his the only part of his character. Yeah, he's his got character... grapefruit balls. <laughs> yeah, I can't forget the balls. You can't ignore the balls. That's my advice to all of you. <laughs> but if that was the only thing that his character was, just like, I'm going to be a dick, then I think the character would have fallen flat on its face by this point. Oh, you mean Baron Corbin? <laughs> yeah. I'm just a jerk who likes to be yeah. a jerk. Yeah. I'm just mad because I think I'm great. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like I've been sticking up for Baron Corbin for so long at this point. that I mean, it... It's another podcast, but Baron Corbin's better than he gets credit for it, but the character is still incredibly poorly written and... and... The, as a performer, he does he deserves more credit, but his creative has been utter dog shit yeah. or dog food, depending how. Ugh. <laughs> um, and so Vince pushes away the one person who would have stayed with him the entire night and protected him. Mankind wouldn't have gone for coffee without Vince. Mankind would have done whatever Vince said. Mankind doesn't drink coffee. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Mankind like only drinks water out of the top tank of the toilet or something. You know what I mean? like... Mankind drinks bees. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a, th- a cup of thumbtacks. Okay. And then there's a call. Oh. And the call is coming from inside of the stadium. Uh, it's Austin. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's Edge! <laughs> <laughs> and then, so McMahon decides he's getting the fuck out of here. He calls his limo to get him early. And I don't know about you guys, but the tension that was built yeah. during as McMahon's little electric wheelchair, who, which can hit what, like five miles an hour, but it has great handling. You yeah. see him oh, yeah. Yeah. around all that equipment. Well, I mean, he's got he's got some good money. Like, so I would that that would be my Mario Kart choice. <laughs> <laughs> good handling, decent speed, good handling. 
as he's making his way around, there was a time, like, I think there was a PA shirt or something that came up. It was like, it's Austin. And it yeah. Just... yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to walk by, and I also jumped. I was scrutinizing the, the limo driver just to be like, is this Austin in a wig? Like... <laughs> Well, the, the the limo driver's also the worst person in the world at looking for things because Austin was just, I guess, crouched on the other side of the limo for when Mids got there. Yeah, I, I got the feeling that, like, nobody else took the threat as seriously as Vince did, where he's like, uh, yeah, here you go, sir. Uh, here's your here's your limo. And that was about it. But that was also intentional. I think they yeah. were like, he's not really going to shoot you. I mean, like, right? And, he, and Vince is, though, he's not sure. But everyone else is like, Eh, I mean, not the stooges or whatever, but I think that's why the cops are like, I'm not sticking around for this. And now is when my brain starts to explode a little bit because I don't know about you guys, but I was 100% agreeing with the king and 100% disagreeing with JR. In what, in what regard? In the way that if somebody has guns, is threatening to have guns... There should be some way that we could arrest that person and take away those guns. Oh, like a red flag law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Well, actually, Austin has a bad history, right? So they would have taken not, that not gun yet, away. Not yet, I don't think. Okay. Not yet. It would, that's, that's later. Listen, we don't have to deal with, with time travel true, in yeah. this world. So wait, what was that? So um, JR love- was saying you can't arrest a guy for making yeah. threats. <laughs> no, that is literally what you can do. Absolutely, you can. Well, he hasn't done anything yet. I mean, hope he doesn't do any. Hope he doesn't do anything that we'll all regret because we know that Austin won't regret it. Look, he hasn't lit the crowded theater on fire yet, <laughs> so I don't see what the crime is. Um, and then I felt even more against Austin here when he's doing his hunting bit, and then he's like, "Vince, you ever, you ever do any hunting?" And he's like, Vince, one one time I did hunt, did some hunting. What'd you kill? I, I didn't kill anything. Like, good, great. On board with it so far. <laughs> right, right. Then he was talking about taking pictures on Safari, which on sounds safari. delightful. Yeah, that's very nice. And, and I mean, it probably helps, like, the local communities as well. It's money into the community. You're not killing oh, look, anything. I'm sure there's a Vox story about how it's exploitative. <laughs> it probably is. Like, yes. literally all tourism is somehow bad. <laughs> yes. So that's why I don't go anywhere. Uh... I, I, okay. Let's. Can, I want to talk about, wow. the, That's about Austin, Austin kidnapping Vince and holding him hostage. You mean Austin at the movies? Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Not there yet. But Austin, you know, he's like, "Have you ever gone hunting? Have you ever used this? Have you ever used a knife? Have you ever used a bow?" And I, I started. I was like, you know, you're starting to get into the territory of like, "Have you ever been to in a Turkish prison, Bobby?" <laughs> <laughs> like it. It felt like it was like ratcheted up to a, an eleven immediately, and then they were like, "Fuck, what do we do now?" So then he's like, uh, "Yeah." Then, then he starts going into uh, you know movie talk. What's Stone Cold Steve Austin like? So have you ever seen uh, Deliverance? Have you ever seen The Deer Hunter? Do you like the conversation? <laughs> like, well, going back to the hunting trip, I think a much better thing would have been like, yes, he went on safari in Africa and he shot a lion that was like. The, that the, the, the guy tale. that the guide had tranquilized or something like that so that it wouldn't it wasn't able to move and he yeah I don't think we, we just didn't have that we didn't have that rage back in the late 90s true I think yeah. I think those and I guess, were you like, were still considered a real man quote unquote yeah. a real man if you could like shoot a lion or an elephant we're, we're, we're all doing air quotes so much and, and rolling <laughs> our eyes yeah, yeah. none of you can see them uh yeah 
Austin really into the sexual assault portion of Deliverance. Yikes. Right? Yikes. Yikes. I know. I'm like, that's not like a fun thing. Like, yeah, like making him oink. Well, I liked that. I mean, first of all, and that, that was not bad. And also, Vince gets into it. Dude. The, the sad oinks becoming angry oinks. Also, that's not how it, pigs pigs don't go oink oink oink. They go <laughs> better, better. And, and I liked it better. I liked everything about this perfectly because, first of all, you know that that is a sound that Vince has either made or asked someone else to make while having sex <laughs> without. Put question. your head in the toilet. <laughs> in the fucking toilet. Um, oink, oink, Austin, oink. Uh, Austin accidentally <laughs> goes back to Deliverance and he goes, oh, I already talked about that. How about another movie? Misery. But they're like, Misery I get, and I would get like in this context starting with that reference. Yeah, but the Deliverance one was like a tough yeah. one to swallow. Have you ever seen Swimming with Sharks? Like that would be, you know, appropriate. Yeah, but we don't have to be like, have you ever seen yeah. The Fisher King? Like we don't have to, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> Swimming with Sharks, I mean, that's why he didn't say it because not a lot of people have watched it. It was... Uh, but I, an educated man. I mean, no, it's it's a Kevin Spacey movie <laughs> where a guy basically takes the ultimate revenge on his boss by like, like his boss was shitty to him. It's a Hollywood story. So he gets revenge on, on, on him by like kidnapping him and just like torturing him. Yeah, I mean, he's basically reenacting 9 to 5 right here. I was right literally here. just yeah. thinking that. I was like, hey, Vince, you ever seen 9 to 5? Is it a good movie? What do you about that? Sometimes I just want to lasso him. And yeah. Hot oh, time. Man, I think Steve Austin with some big old Dolly Parton titties would be uh, Vince McMahon's like ultimate sexual fantasy. Tie some some bitch up to the garage opener. <laughs> Bring him his meals twice a day. Open up a can of whoop-ass. Uh, and he makes Vince bet his life on Kane, on uh, Kane versus Undertaker on TV. I mean, there's there's a lot of good that's going on here as far as the menacing, um, but there could have been some stronger choices. Yeah, I guess, I, any, yeah. Any of the dialogue, of course, can always be improved, but the fact they had this story unfold throughout the entire night, which in some ways I think could be annoying, but I think in this way created this really great tension and cadence throughout the night. Yeah. To be able to tell one consistent story like that at each time heighten and escalate the tension yeah. is really cool. I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I do think like the individual lines could be punched up short, but again, man, they're doing live TV. like, I, or, or not even punched up, but like they could have had one less or two yeah. less segments where it's like, uh, hey, you ever seen a boot? <laughs> what do you think this is? Do you think this is great in my heel because I haven't worn it in enough yet? Like, come on, man. I also, I have a question. Okay. Do you think creative at one point had a discussion that went, do we have a way to gimmick Vince being shot in the head? <laughs> like, do you think they were like, how do we make it look like he Let's got see, shot the in the head? We have the blood packet in the front of the forehead and one in the back. <laughs> and he also has to be alive later. <laughs> yeah. It could just miss his brain. <laughs> You could just graze yeah, past his ear. People get shot in the head and they don't die. Yeah. We yeah. can have some of his brains come Point out. Point blank range. <laughs> just terrorism, suicide. Because like, like before I knew style. that before I knew what happens, I was like well, yeah, that's, that's, I was like, where are they going with this? He's got a gun. You can't go any further than I've got a gun. But okay. but actually, no, I do want to know because Eric, you have been bragging throughout this podcast about your ability to just see whatever is going to happen next 20 years ago so in your mind at this point they're wheeling vince out austin's behind him um how did you see this playing out honestly i didn't see any way for this to i had no idea wow i had they no gotcha. idea it was gonna go they got the great eric silver 
Yeah, I mean, there there are certain things I can, like, guess at, but, like, the problem is I don't always have faith in what they set up. Like, and for obvious reasons. Like, like I was, like, watching this going, I don't know where the fuck this is going, and I don't know if they know where this is going because they've got a real soap opera mentality. And when we talk in the next... When, and when we talk in the next uh, ep, uh, the next full episode in the pay-per-view about, like, Kane and Undertaker and Paul Bearer, I think it bears out what I'm talking about, which is that, like, sometimes they just put themselves in a fucking corner and they don't oh, fucking yeah. write an exit. Oh, yeah. They don't draw oh, yeah. a do- an exit anywhere in that fucking, in that oh, scene. Oh, yeah. So I, I was like, I was like, I don't know, man. They're just, maybe they're just going to have, like, it get broken up. I don't know. Like, it doesn't seem like there's going to be a pay- I don't know if there's going to be a payoff. I 100% agree, and I, again, I've got uh, the 2020 hindsight right here, but the one thing that they've been doing consistently is the Stone Cold Steve Austin story. It was what we watched on the lead-up to Judgment Day. It was the only good story really going on on any of the on, – um, on regular TV. It was the only interesting thing that was going on during Judgment Day pretty much, and then now it's the biggest thing that's happening right now. It's now taking over the entire roster. I yeah. Mean, for a, for a well, as we saw. Yeah. They're, so in, there's... The, they're in the ring. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be stuff that's going to be... I mean, it's still car crash booking. Russo is still a mess. But I do think that this is... If I had to, like, isolate one of the best, like, little story arcs, if we could call it that. And if we want to talk about the best part of the best story arcs, Vince McMahon in the ring with Austin, Austin threatening him. Austin Vince is on his knees. On his, on his knees. Cr- like, like, literal, like, actual tears. Yeah. And he shoves what we will find out later is to be a contract into his pocket. And he puts the mic to his the back of his head to make him think that it's a gun. And right up until he makes that dumb cross-eyed face, it is something. That was the, him coming. <laughs> he actually has not been able to come without a gun to the back of his head since. <laughs> and then he pisses himself. He gets banged 316. And then I, I don't remember the exact order, but he pisses himself, and then Austin's gun reads "Bang 316," like something out of the Joker. And you realize back in the earlier segment when we were talking about when he had the two cops he signing autographs for, they he goes, "Oh, you got a side piece there," and he goes, "Yeah, it's a 38 special or whatever." Mm-hmm. And the car door is there, so you can't see the gun yourself as the viewer but you see him hand the gun you see the cop kind of handle it and be like oh nice toy you got the nice little toy you got there and we think they're just being flippant about a about thing guns. that about a murder guns. weapon murder just machines. because yeah. you know cops but no it turns out that was like a little a little hint that actually it was a toy all along and they knew it and that's also why the cops weren't taking it seriously the cops were like he's just got some toys yeah and you know then the the toy bow and arrow that <laughs> Also, he was, throwing, he was throwing that bow now around that I was like, okay, first of all, Nerf needs that back. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bobby, do you know how they did the Vince pissing himself? It's fake piss. It's, oh, it's, yeah, I wanted it piss. to be real he piss. Didn't pee himself. No, no, no. It's gimmick. It's a gimmick piss. Because honestly, why not? Just fucking piss yourself. It's I your mean, fucking show. You piss know what, yourself. Vince? You love piss so much. <laughs> you like it so much. And squeeze those grapefruits and let's make it happen, baby. Yeah. I would just be like, just give me a glass. I can, I get, if you ask me, I could piss right now. Wow. I On will command. not. <laughs> uh, oh, too late. <laughs> But the humiliation and the degradation, he must have been getting off on that for months. Because you know he loves that. 
I mean, it does go to show that, like, as much as he humiliates his performers all the time, man, he is willing to get up in the shit and roll around in it like everybody else. Yeah. And usually when it gets to the end of these Raws, sometimes on the, the WWE Network, they'll have what they call extra attitude. Yeah, which is what was which is, that. So that's after Raw goes off the air, but the camera was yeah. still rolling, and so they, they put it back in into the story there. And usually I'm like, whatever, fuck it. I don't need to see whatever bonus move that they do. But to watch the ring fill up with trash as the Stooges come in and help him out was so 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 satisfying and also like what a visual counter to the confetti in the beginning of the show oh my god i didn't even think of that that's what i mean like there is there are some you know we talk a lot about you know i i I beat this drum a lot about like the writing just write it the writing there is so much like writing here and it's not all 100 percent like well written and, and like thought through but there are flashes of like true literary kind of genius to this and it's like little touches like that that are definitely intentional and enhance the story beyond anything we've seen and we could have just done that a deep dive just on on that moment but the way it's definitely been 30 minutes (laughs) yeah right i'm like oh god but the way that this story builds and unfolds over the coming weeks, I felt like we really had to to address the, the wrinkles that go into it leading up to Survivor Series. So the following week, we find out what that contract was, and it was Stone Cold has been reinstated. We don't know yet who I thought it was. I thought it was something different. It was like, it wasn't, I don't think that was the contract. I thought it was like some letter from a lawyer saying he had to be considered for something and then he also had a, he brought a contract that was another piece of paper that's what i remember i don't know i i don't think the the, the paper that he signed that he shoved in uh in vince's thing wasn't the same contract that he pulled out that like well it definitely presented. it clearly wasn't a contract because there was no 72 point flop that said stone cold steve austin on but it. yeah but what i mean is even even in story I... it was two different two different pieces of paper because there was a, there were parts that you didn't include in our breakdown where he was having his lawyers review it i watched those too and right then, and, yeah and it was not and then and then austin brings out another piece of paper well sure but i think that there are different copies of the same yeah i kind of contract I, I, all right, man. I I, I remember in this. I was I was paying attention. We can. We don't have to. We don't have to go too deep into it. But it was a different thing. I'm just saying. I don't think that they're gonna ask the viewers of the WWF in 1998 to be like. And as you see in in uh, Article C, which was presented into McMahon's pocket. Listen, if you want to pull the dirt closer around your neck. <laughs> Then go for it. You what can do you lay think? It, what do you think it was? I forget. It was like some kind of thing where it was like he like got to his basically it was something like an un, unlawful firing or something. It was like he he because he took it was a, a, a legal document and he was like oh he, he had his lawyer come out come to us with some kind of injunction or whatever it was and that was a thing that was what he had delivered to Austin because the next because then later. Then Austin was like, but here is the here's the here's the real thing that I want to show you is like this contract that was signed that says I have a shot. It was a different thing. And it was and they were the contract. Him announcing that he had a contract was after they had announced what the piece of paper that they put in Vince's pocket was. I mean, sure. (laughs) That's look. it's what I remember from watching it. I think in the end, but like the end result will be the same. Like it really, there was no yeah, additional. There's no additional. Um, it just, thing he secured. All he secured was his employment. Yeah, it just was. It it it, 
it was two steps where it could have been one step, but it was. Yeah. I, I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was two steps. Anyway, go on. Uh, but the important thing is that we know now that the person who gave Austin his shot, who gave Austin his job, his his livelihood back, was Shane McMahon. Good old Shane. Um, and we noticed Vince calling Shane a fail son on there. Did he say fail son? He never said fail son, but it was basically oh, yeah. like this 28-year-old kid who's never been good at anything. It's all of a sudden been turned against me. Is this the episode where Shane is in what can only be described as a zoot suit? <laughs> yeah, it, it was all black or something? It was a black pinstripe, and it, but like the jacket went down to his knees. Like it, was ah. a, it, was a, it wasn't just like a baggy 90s suit. It was like a straight-up zoot suit, and I was... Pissing myself watching. I, I like Vince McMahon was pissing myself watching it. <laughs> Shane also has this way about him where, like, he, he in in these early days, he, he holds his body like he is definitely the son of the owner. Like, he doesn't really know what to do with one of his hands, and he just kind of has this, like, uh, but now I'm in the spotlight. Like, his hands kind of, like, like, like t- he's almost like T-Rex arming it a little bit. It's weird. Um, I also noted there were a couple things that were funny from from Vince, Vince's, you know, I guess recap in the beginning of the episode. Uh, he says, uh, Austin entered the arena, the arena against my volition. And I'm like, I don't think that's how volition works as a term against my against my will or against my orders. Yes. But like when you when something is against your volition, it's usually your like your own actions are against your. Volition. Well, that would be your own volition, which is usually. That's my own volition. phrase. Yeah, that's why I'm like maybe I I, I don't know I've, I've never heard it of uh, his own volition. Is of his own me, volition, yeah. he did it. Uh, he did it without being forced to do it. But like to say volition is like a synonym for like for, against what I wanted or against my or, my will. Well, well, Vince McMahon is doing a lot of uh, I'm doing the smart words yes. here. Yeah, yeah, How yeah, many yeah. times did he say whom when he meant who? Pop, yeah. um, do you guys ever watch like Judge Judy, Judge Dobrow, like any of those yeah. like court shows? I mean, like that, I went through. I have, but it's where been I watched a long Judge time. Judy every single day, both episodes, like, like while we were friends, I like went through like a Judge Judy phrase. But it reminds me of also like when the people on Judge Judy just start trying <laughs> yeah. to use legal terms to sound like they have a more legitimate case. Right. Your Honor, like, well, Your, Your Honor, Honor, the continents. Yeah, you see. Now, the harassment began when him, they called, and you're like, well, they just called. That's you know what I mean. Like they himself just had communicated with myself. <laughs> yes. Uh, the other, the defendant had made contact yes. with my vagina overnight. And you're like, it's like everything is so uh, clinical. Uh, by the way, Vince also says that he ruined a perfectly good Armani suit, which is very funny. But also, is that true? Does a, does urine would urine ruin a suit? I'm asking for a reason. <laughs> You're by the way, I'm in a suit right now. You're not talking about the Armani suit you're wearing right now, are you? Uh, it looks great on you. Thank it, you. It would be a shame. Bang. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden, this wrestling show becomes family drama. Yeah. Um, and, and Shane sells it. He sells it. He sells it great. And this is the a start of something that's going to go for a very long time and it's going to lead some of the highest highs in wrestling and it's going to lead some of the lowest lows. And it's also still always kind of low-key happening. (laughs) It could happen again at any moment. Oh, at any moment. This exact storyline could happen again where where Triple H is trying to wrest control away from Vince McMahon. Shane, Ronda Rousey. I mean, like, take your pick. (laughs) We've been down the authority road many times. Oh, you mean the third McMahon daughter, Ronda? (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it was 
a good reminder because I feel like I've been so tired of those stories for so long. For, like, the entire time we've been re-watching, so since, like, 2015, 2016, uh, whatever. Like, that long, I've been, like, I'm so over all this that it's interesting to go back and be, like, the very beginning and be, like, wow, they used to be so good. Now well, I get why they want to. And Shane's gotten worse. Yeah. Like, worse as an actor. Yeah. Yeah. I think also probably McManle. Vince also has gotten worse as an actor. He's been, I mean, he's been so, so going back. I mean, we, we haven't even had Stephanie introduced it to our purview in this, into like our world right. attitude era yet. And she's an incredible asset too, like her father. She's, I, I feel like Stephanie's a much better performer than Shane. Yes. Um, uh, overall. Oh, oh, that actually like that's, definitely. that's a, a huge understatement. I think that. Oh, you think she's a better performer <laughs> than Shane? You I, just think? I, I, that. I think Stephanie is at her best is on Vince's level right now. Like, uh, like in what we're watching. But actually, you know what? If you're really thinking about it, then I might even rank Stephanie above Vince. Cause Stephanie's honestly pretty okay in the ring. She's like not her early matches, but that Brie Bella match she had at SummerSlam and even against Ronda Rousey, like she can hold her own. Yeah. She can be, she can't, she's not going to have a spot like Shane has a spot, but she can hold down a, a WrestleMania match or at least half of one. Has she excreted anything in a, <laughs> in a scene at all? Just you wait, Eric. Good question. Oh, good boy. question. Um, is this the beginning of it of the I quit match concept? Uh, uh, so Vince announces I, the I don't I know quit. that I can't say with any certainty that this is the first I quit match. Okay. Oh, I also I quit matches are also always way better in concept than in execution. Mm. Oh, a lot I like. Know, hold on. Uh, just, just, okay. Yes. Get prepared to eat those words. Uh, but I'm okay. Yes. 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 I remember. So wait, yeah. when is the when's the I Quit match? Is it not on Survivor Series? It's like no, no. This is on a Raw. Oh, so is it is it on is it on one of the Raws that they already had it? I didn't have you watch it. Okay, but was it good? No, no. Um, but well, because the the problem with I guess modern I Quit matches is you've got the ref there just being like, "Do you quit? Do you quit?" Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> Um, by the way, I, I thought... Yeah, okay, I take it back. I'm going to be looked to, to be a real dummy in the near future. Um, I thought that the Vincent and um, Shane thing should have played out with, like, cats in the cradle in the background. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the background, um, my favorite thing about all these uh, little episode pieces we watched uh, was the sign that said, Vince is a queef. <laughs> yes, yes, I saw that. Very good. I really loved that. But yeah, but, but Shane's... Shane's whole thesis is it's always been about your ego. It's always been about you, Dad. It, it, and so in this moment, Shane did this because he's taking control. He's being a man. And it's not until next week that they, that Vince um, busts him down to referee. But at this point, he gets to go out on, on a high note. Austin tosses him a beer in a mean Joe Green kind of moment. Yeah. Hey, kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good one. Yeah, it was a Go good... Go drive now. It was... <laughs> that was a nice moment. I like. It was that. the 90s. <laughs> that was okay. Right. Um, so now we get to the next one where uh, at some point the the crowd is just like baying for blood where they just like they start cheering at the concept of Vince dying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Vince is on the warpath in the following week and he is out for anyone who he believes has wronged him over the recent weeks, including Shaq, who's just hanging out backstage. Great, yeah, great. Who looks so young? I so forgot young. what Shaq used to look like when he was super young. 
and not just like a giant thumb who, <laughs> who sells who sells car insurance. Uh, the story that the story behind that too, Shaq's appearance. He was just there. He was just there that day. Literally that day, they're like, "Do you want to do an angle?" And he was like, "Sure." He was just like a fan. <laughs> That's like great. he really is just like a fan. It was just happened to be backstage. Yeah, he wanted to do an angle back then, but not until uh, Big Show got super jacked. But really, the the big reason that I wanted you guys to watch this episode is for the end. For the flaming cage? When the, well, not even the flaming part of the cage. So the, the cage comes down, and, and we don't know the entire night who is meant to get the wrath of McMahon. So he has, sends the Stooges in in order to check it. Then he has Vic, big, he has Big Boss Man check the lock. He shuts the door and he's in and he starts going to town on the Stooges. And I, the metaphor here of this one percenter using this the thuggish cop to beat down the people who love him, and then Austin, man of the people. Like, Union Proud comes in and beats back the thugs in order to rescue the people, even though he doesn't like... It was like I was watching the Bernie Sanders campaign in action. <laughs> wait, wait, was he trying to rescue the Stooges, or did he just want to, like... He won. Yeah. Okay, fine, but I like the metaphor, and I'm gonna. it's going to live in yeah, my mind. Yeah, it's a lot like the Muppet Show, it turns out. <laughs> uh. Um... Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was funny. First of all, when Vince goes rip off their clothes, I was like, "What is <laughs> happening here?" Oink, oink, oink. Uh, uh, also, Vince said at one point, "When I die, I want to go straight to hell." And I was like, "That's hilarious." That was honestly so funny. That was I don't the want best. any of you at my funeral. No superstars. None of you people. I just want to go straight to hell. And Actually, like, he uh, he ripped that line off from Biggie. That is, yeah, did he? When I die, then I hope I go to hell because I'm a piece. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. It was great. <laughs> Very good. I guarantee that's not where he got it. No, no. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> he has no idea. By the way. Uh, you mean Big E? So they have, so all of a sudden they, they had to beep, they had to bleep something, but like, I don't know. They didn't bleep asshole. It might have been WWF. Oh, okay. Some episodes they bleep. They, bleep they really just they don't. play fast and loose because there's yeah. in the next pay-per-view, there's something where like Sable says something and I'm like, what did she say? Like, fuck dick? She said piss me off at one point. Yeah, she said, I'm like, what, piss gets But there gets wasn't a lot of the stuff we watched edited? in WWF stuff edited that just, uh, I think it depends. I, on, I think, I think it has something to do with whether or not the Raw is live that week or taped. Uh, I think it has something to do with if it was ever released in any other kind of collection or on the DVD. No. I, think, I, I honestly I don't know, but it is very weird that some stuff is updated, some stuff is in. So that that's my thinking is that it's 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 if it was produced for video or DVD sale previously and they had to already do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great story. This is great. Um, and really sets up the stakes of Survivor Series. Austin, this is Austin knows that McMahon is against him, and Austin knows that this is his last chance for a while to get a title shot, and so he better take advantage of it. But we could go back, and maybe one day we will, and we can track from that chair shot Vince took all those episodes ago. We talked about like this was supposed to be the time that was like knock him crazy and start mm-hmm. the right. descent into madness. That this is when he became McMahon. incontinent. <laughs> <laughs> and he's been pissing himself ever since. <laughs> But I, I, I think that if you trace this, you really see every time, again, like the heightening, everything is, I don't want to say justified, uh, 
But you see, like, Austin gets the better of him, so he gets more violent. And then his family turns against him, and he gets more violent. And, like, all of these things, like, even though it's insane and wild that Corvettes are being full of cement and toy guns and peeing ourselves and whatever, it does all kind of track in this weird world. Yeah, because, I mean, there's nowhere to go in wrestling but keep going up. And as long as Stone Cold is the top guy in your company— you need to that Stone Cold story keep has to keep escalating, escalating, escalating. Because otherwise, what else you got? And, and the fact that they were able to make this story continue to escalate is really a credit to. <coughs> <coughs> that was a lot of words there. Sorry. Really a credit to this writing team. Yeah, this is Vince Russo's some of his best. Like we're seeing some of the best work there. But, I mean, think about it. There was nothing else like this on television at the time. Yeah. I don't know if they ever like this on television. It's so, it's so insane. And it really felt, I remember as this was happening live, being like, I, you can't miss a minute. Like, I could imagine missing a Raw. I would, like, plan my whole life. I'd be like, I couldn't miss a Raw. Like, because who knows what's going to happen. And this is, like, the, the height of that. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Anyone with final thoughts? Um, so, I, I'm... Long-time listeners will know that every time uh, Survivor Series comes up, I go, so what are the stakes of Survivor Series? And it's always, there are none. Uh, this is the first Survivor Series that had stakes. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. I'm, I'm so excited. And then, uh, and you know, I thought a lot of this, it was, there was a lot of really good stuff. There was also some stuff that was a little bit like, Jesus Christ, like they're, they're really uh, vamping, really, really oh, stretching sure. for time. Um, and then finally... Uh, I'm really curious about what StoneCold.com was. I tried to look at his redirects to StoneCold's page, the WWE.com. That's I did check now. I would love to know what it was then because like, I was also beguiled by that commercial. Yeah, I thought maybe it was like the jibber jabber or whatever, where it's like the <laughs> mouth like is like, "Hey, welcome to my show. <laughs> this is my webpage." You can send a greeting card of a man pissing himself with like your mom's head on it. Deep, 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 do do. You can hear more about Survivor Series when we come to you next week with our full pay-per-view episode, Survivor Series 1998. We'll see you then.